Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things from women's health and wellness to body image and dismantling toxic diet culture. We talk about the difficult things to break down the shame and stigma about topics which make us us. All right, so today I have a very special guest on who I connected with on social media. And when we started um, like talking and looking, I looked at her content, you'll definitely understand why we kind of resonated with each other. We both don't stand for diet culture bullshit and we are here for that. That's what this podcast is all about. So I'll do a quick little introduction for you before passing over it to Laura. But I'm so excited to welcome Laura York from I Am Laura York on Instagram. Laura's an accredited practicing dietitian and is no stranger to calling out toxic diet culture, which is amazing. So I'm excited to have you on board, Laura. How are you going today? Thank you. Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Like I said before, a little bit cold, but we'll yeah. get there. I've got my rug. We'll be right. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind, um, just giving a little bit of an introduction um, about your role, qualifications, and just who you are for my listeners. Yeah, cool. So, yes, as I was saying, I'm Laura York. Um, I'm a dietitian based in Brisbane. So I've been a dietitian since 2015 when I graduated, Um, did a Bachelor of Health Science um, degree, which was um, specialising in nutrition and dietetics. So that was good. So four years of uni under my belt. And, um, yeah, been practising in a few different areas since I left uni, um, ranging from, like, aged care to gyms to community support to um yeah and then private practice for the last few years and then I started my own business as a dietitian kind of in the online space but also just offering more of a premium service where people can work with me one-on-one um in a more intense capacity and for a longer amount of time and I only take on a couple of clients at a time at the moment because I just think that there's such a need for it for us to be able to kind of delve deeper into what's really going on and to solve some of those issues with someone who's really deeply invested in it as much as you and who's not really spreading themselves too thin and working in a business transactional kind of model rather than a um, transformational model which is what I'm all about so all here for kicking those like health goals personal goals life goals all about it so I love that yeah Yeah, kind of seems like especially with kind of social media these days it's kind of like we have Mm -hmm. these kind of short connections with people and I guess that can kind Mm -hmm. of turn into your business as well where it's just like you give a little bit here a little bit there and it's like you're not actually getting the full experience so I totally understand and respect that how has that transition been going for you from I guess the I guess, working for other people and then working for yourself more on your terms? Yeah, it's been good. It's um, been a massive personal journey more than I expected because you are under so many constraints when you're working for someone else and you're working, you know, nine to five. And and I was working, the last job I had, I was working across seven different medical centres at, at one time at one point and I was just, I don't know, I just felt like I was just going through the motions but I wasn't really living how I wanted to and I wasn't practicing how I wanted to and it just felt like I was just going through the motions and I hated it (laughs) I loved my patients and I loved what I did but I just felt like I couldn't do what I was supposed to do and especially because that particular clinic we were only doing 15 minute review appointments like you know by the time you get someone through the door they're back out again and I just felt like that was such a disservice and that was not what I signed up for when I decided to become a dietitian you know I'm here to help people and I really just felt like I was doing them a disservice by not allowing the time and space to actually 
you know, work through those issues, just kind of slapping a Band-Aid on it and chucking them out the door um, and taking their money. I just, I hated it. Did not want that to be how I practice. And I can see why so many dietitians burn out working that way. And so many dietitians I know personally and went through uni with have left the profession now because of this. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a big thing. (laughs) All that's done at uni to just kind of, yeah, yeah it is like, you can see why because it really affects your life um your personal life and then it affects your passion because you're not able to work in the capacity that you really want to and that you believe you should be able to work in it's it's really just about getting people through the door and I just hated that it's not why I'm here so yeah well, big shake up big, yeah big but it's been amazing I I love it what I do now is just it feels so aligned with who I am as a person practicing this way and um, my wish is just to find clients who really align with that too and who really want that deeper more holistic transformation rather than just a a quick band-aid fix fix for a couple of weeks or months or whatever and then you know back to it so yeah we're breaking the diet cycle getting out of that yes amazing (laughs) love it no but that's really amazing and I think a lot of people hopefully you get inspired by that because I think a lot of people want to do that but just don't and they're kind of like oh we'll have this security here we'll kind of be in our safe space but not like working on other people's terms so to be able to do that and step out that's awesome and a credit to you it's amazing thank you So I guess just speaking about your career, like I guess careers don't identify people, but sometimes you look at someone's career and you think, oh, I see why you might have gone down that path as such. So what kind of motivated you to start a career as a dietitian? Like what really motivated you? Um, so I decided I wanted to be a dietitian in grade 10 of high school. Nice. <laughs> um, and that was always kind of something I wanted. And I, I just... I've come from um, like half of my family is Greek um, and I just loved how, you know, food was always bringing us together and all these celebrations and events. And I don't know, it was always about food and there was so much passion and love around the food itself, but then the people as well. I just felt like that connection really just drew me to it. But I also had a massive love for health and science and I and I just felt like there had to be something I could do with all three of those (laughs) but I was really squeamish so I was like I'm not going to be doing anything like nursing I don't think because I'm a little bit squeamish but yeah I just um yeah just wanted to do something and I just felt really drawn to it I don't know why I was just looking through you know career options I was going oh no this really just sounds like me and something I really feel like I could really help people with and yeah Amazing. That was I like that. like love <laughs> food and then your other kind of passion as well incredible yes. and did you I guess with that did you kind of maybe struggle with um, like a relationship with food or have you seen other people do that like do you think that's yeah. a motivating factor as well it's really funny I've been thinking about this um recently because I was reading something about the fact that people who spend their lives really focused on food and their bodies usually you know there's something going on under the surface there and I was looking at it and someone was mentioning that the fact that they became a dietitian in the first place was because maybe they didn't have the best relationship with food and I kind of went oh my god I think that might have been part of the reason it's almost like we we know that there's something that we need to heal within ourselves but also it's yeah the fact that we're feeling this need to fix you know fix ourselves and that's one way to do it yeah, it's really interesting to, to look back on it and go, yeah, at the time I definitely had some really um, 
just a big fixation on on food and my body and just yeah there's a big big fixation there that maybe I didn't realize earlier (laughs) it's weird how stuff kind of just sits in the back of your head and something brings it out and it's like oh yeah all makes sense now yeah Yeah. I'd love to kind of if you feel comfortable um because um this podcast is like I like to talk about body image and people who have kind of battled through not battled through survived body image issues um, and so I'd just love to hear your experience with your body image. And because I kind of love when people take something that maybe was quite negative, like a poor relationship with food and turn it into something incredible, which you're doing now. So if you could kind of yeah. talk about that and we'll go from there. Um, yeah, I think my journey is one that's been, um, yeah, it's been a long journey through all like the struggles that you have with your own body and then you know also going into a space where I'm helping people with their own issues with their bodies and it's been really interesting to kind of have a look back and go yeah there was definitely a tie there there's definitely many steps I've taken and definitely it's been a journey (laughs) basically from then to now um to being in a really good place but um starting out you know I was someone who was always really shy and self-conscious and just really just wanted to be that you know person in the corner who didn't really say much and you know didn't want to not be noticed but I just didn't want to cause a fuss like I didn't want to stand yeah. out yeah, I'll um, just do this stuff I'll just chill here just wait yeah but yeah. at the same time I had this intense fear of judgment in terms of people just looking at me or you know especially through I'm just trying to think back when it kind of started but I reckon probably late primary school early high school is kind of where you know our bodies start to change and we start to really notice um yeah when when and we have all those external pressures on us as well to look a certain way looking through the good old dolly magazines back oh. then and going oh you know I'm supposed to look like this and that was before they kind of started talking about body um yeah. you know inclusivity of all the different sizes and things yeah. like that it was very much you know you have to be white skinny blonde and thin <laughs> if you want to um, get that job get that partner yeah, exactly to get that and it's like oh my god oh, you just get bombarded that? by it yeah, yeah so I definitely and I I remember I spent a lot of my high school years wearing clothes that were way too big for me all the time really trying to hide my body um I would always cross my arms always yeah. always I remember yeah. I looked through back through a few old photos going oh my god I just like I was the thinnest I'd ever been yeah through my adult life and I'm sitting there going oh my god like someone looking at my stomach you know and I just yeah it's incredible to look back at it and be like oh wow like there was I was not um you know I was not even close to being something that wasn't acceptable I just felt like something completely different like we you look in the mirror and you see something that you don't even recognize as being like acceptable. So it yeah, it's from I guess the reality of your body yeah. and expectations as well. Like yeah, yeah. So yeah, I definitely had um, some struggles there, and and definitely continued on through uni and through um, into my early career as well, where I just felt like I was still struggling with my own issues and trying to work it out, and I felt this intense pressure also to you know, work out my own shit because I was helping people yes. with theirs. So I, I have to have my shit together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I have this real guilt around, oh my God, like, you know, I can't be this person who's preach. Like I have to practice what I preach. So um, I really struggled with that and I really worked on it. And yeah, but, but at the same time I was going around in circles doing all these different restrictive diets and, 
you know, trying this, that and the other. And then, you know, the guilt would kick in if I, you know, put on a couple of kilos or whatever, the guilt would kick in, then I'd go on something else. And even though I had all that really great nutrition knowledge and I knew that, oh, you don't actually learn. Well, when I was at uni, we didn't learn that much about how bad diets are, which surprises me, but um, definitely changed now. Dietitians these days learn a lot more. Non-diet, I remember we had one lecture um, in our final year that was about health at every size and non-diet approach and that was it one in four years of uni I remember feeling so inspired by it but I was also like oh my god like if this is what I'm supposed to be doing I need a lot more education on this because I've only done one one hour lecture on it (laughs) I was gonna say there's a little bit more to it than just one lecture isn't there like kind of made me feel like I needed to do a whole another degree after four years yeah yeah Um, but yeah that kind of brought it just to the surface as oh that's you know something that I really click with and I really like but at the same time I was fresh out of uni very taught in a certain way and very much a very clinical approach to seeing patients very much all about the numbers and the macros and you know just getting it all perfectly aligned with the dietary guidelines and serves and all that kind of thing so I went out and practiced like that for a good couple of years even though I was struggling yeah Yeah, I mean Yeah, you got to do your own kind of trial and error and see what works for you and what doesn't. And, and that's what I like about dietetics. It's so huge. Um, so you do really get to see what you do and don't like. People don't realise um, just how big of a, a practice, like, yeah, it, there's so many different options. <laughs> I guess when you kind of think of a dietitian, you just think of food, you're like, oh, they just deal with food all day. But now yeah. I'm a bit more aware of it. Like I, mm. especially when I kind of was recovering through my eating disorder, I didn't realize that a dietitian could be a part of the recovery yeah. journey. I was like, holy shit, oh, yeah. the world's opening. Absolutely. I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And there's a difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist as well, which I think yes. is really important to differentiate because anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. Um, and dietitians don't have a problem calling themselves nutritionists as well because we are technically nutritionists too. But dietitians have that that qualification under our belt. We have to do the four years of uni. We have to do three different placements, or four different placements, sorry, at the end of uni that we have to pass all of the pass fail and we have to maintain professional development every single year and 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 with our um our body, our professional body, um, and have to do at least 30 hours a year. So of professional development. So there are certain standards that are a little bit different between a dietitian and a nutritionist. And that's when a lot of people just go, oh, you're a nutritionist. It's like, yes, I am. But I'm also a dietitian. (laughs) They are different things. (laughs) Yeah, because I kind of, I guess my background's kind of, yeah, fitness, personal training, that kind of thing. Mm. And that's how I approach body acceptance. And I even get annoyed when I see people who aren't kind of qualified to be doing certain things kind of push that so that I don't yeah. I can't imagine how you feel actually someone who's done yeah. work done has a qualification seen yeah. of crap I mean I do understand it because it took me I think I was in like my final years of uni before I even understood the difference so I you know understand why people don't really get that there are they are two different things but at the same time I just I'm really passionate about people making sure that they get their advice from the right experts um just be careful who you listen to because there's so many people call themselves experts these days and it doesn't make you an expert just because you say you are (laughs) in a certain area 
And that's yeah. the thing, like, like personal experience is a great thing to kind of bring to the table, but yeah, that, that doesn't, yeah, take over qualifications because yeah, someone just, who's all the yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. You just got to be careful who you listen to sometimes because everybody has something to say, especially when it comes to food <laughs> and what yeah. you should be doing with your eating habits. Um, yeah, happens every single day. I'm in conversations almost every single day with people who will say, oh, my friend said this, or I read a book about this and I saw this in the magazine or whatever it is. I saw this on social media and it's so easy to get drawn into that. But at the same time, you have to really question who is that? Like what right do they have to say these things? What, you know, personal experience, life experience, what qualifications, you know, what, like we need to do a bit more digging on, on the, like, is this person really an expert or do they just stay there an expert? Yeah. And it's just that power of, I guess, critical thinking, like just not exactly. taking face value and being like, what are the motives behind this? Is there a product yeah. they're trying to sell with this? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely much more than face value, which kind yeah, of steps into what I wanted to ask you anyway, which yeah. <laughs> I guess because we are aware that there's so much bullshit being fed through social media, friends, all that stuff that you just said. Um, yeah. What are some common, I guess, misconceptions about nutrition when it comes to our bodies, you know, fad diets and stuff from a great yeah. perspective of a dietitian? Yes. So I was going to say, where do you start? <laughs> so mean. And, there, and there was something I wanted to add with that last question as well, which is just that, um, the reason I actually went into the non-diet space is because I actually did a little bit of work. It wasn't even my main job. I just got it for an, a bit of extra income with Weight Watchers <laughs> at a time. Uh, yep, and I worked with them for three years. I just really loved working with groups of women, like communities. And I just thought, oh, this is a great opportunity to do that, make a bit of extra income. But I just saw this huge need for that approach to our bodies that is not weight-based and, and I saw the damage that the, the weight-based approach was really having on women and the fact that they just kept going around in circles and they'd be back you know a few months after hitting their goal or whatever yeah. or they'd take years and years to get to their goal and go through or have to sacrifice so many things and just still be really struggling and not accepting themselves and didn't matter what weight they were didn't matter whether they reached their goal or they didn't or if they were you know under what some were underweight at that point where they reach lifetime and then come back later and just can't get out of that dieting mentality and yeah there's just so many deep deep rooted issues with with that restrictive dieting approach and it doesn't matter what you call it you can call it a diet you can call it a lifestyle program you can call it um point system whatever it is it's still a diet at the end of the day and it's doing more damage to you and your health and your life and who you are as a person than you ever realize so um, and that's why I kind of went into the non-diet space because I just saw that there was not, also there's just not enough evidence to support the fact that we need to be a certain weight to yeah. be healthy. <laughs> basic, basic. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And um, that kind of leads into the misconceptions, I guess, because I, I wanted to say my first biggest one was just that, you know, healthy is not, you know, healthy is more than just a body size. Healthy is not just skinny. <laughs> and a lot of the time, and, and trust me, as a dietitian with plenty of experience working with, with plenty of women one-on-one, I have seen so many women who you would classify as a healthy weight range or even underweight slightly who still struggle with their with many health issues and the struggle with their body image. And I don't think we see that side of it a lot. Um, the fact that, yeah, you can reach your goal weight, you can reach your ideal weight, you can reach, you know, you can be super, super, super slim and still have a lot of issues with your health, with your happiness and with 
self-acceptance and with your how you see your, and accept your body as well like it's a bigger issue than that so 100%. And getting skinny is not the answer <laughs> yeah exactly and health yeah. is not synonymous with skinny skinny is not synonymous exactly with that. and I think that's probably where a lot of that I guess um fat shaming and fat stigma is coming from exactly mm. what you said like we don't see the society telling you you're thin and you know yeah. the beauty standards of society but them having some medical conditions that other people have whereas they kind of we're putting that blame yeah. on them and being like well the reason why you're sick is because your lifestyle choices and it's like should we be yeah yeah there's still a lot of catching up with the medical profession in that regard because there are a lot of um professionals who you'll go to see and they will just say you just need to lose weight and that is changing slowly slowly but it's still got a long way to go and a lot of the like I've had issues with that personally where I've had like I've had some female hormone issues and and doctors have been like the solution to this issue is just to lose a bit of weight and these have been issues that I've had since puberty like since very early days and I'm going well you know I wasn't overweight then and I'm and I'm still not like you know I I don't think weight is the issue here and I as a professional I can see that but I can see how a lot of people would get really upset and really hung up on the fact that I just need to lose that weight and it's it's not always the problem yeah and it's um we've got to stop seeing it as the main problem because it's just not most of the time (laughs) like 99% of the time it's really not that issue so and in regards to that as well it's like sure you may be your goal weight or under that your body shape clothing size whatever kind of goal you've attached to your happiness but with that often comes you know um poor mental health if you're restricting so much you've got mm. brain fog you're just constantly oh, setting up food so it's like sure you may be what society says is healthy based on yeah. your weight but really you're, you're not healthy in the slightest because of the I guess mental health I guess emotionally yeah, yeah it's more and social like there's so many different aspects to health that we have to consider as a whole as well and yeah physical health is one part of it but there's also emotional social you know psychological like um even yeah so social health is a big part of it yeah too because if you're restricting what you're actually able to go out and do because of how you feel in your body then that's also going to have a big impact on again your mental health and just your life like you're not going to be able to enjoy your life to the fullest if you're saying no to these things all the time as well so yeah definitely and find yeah. it like if you're spending so much bloody money on just like crap oh, fad diet after fad diet it's like oh my god like finance is kind of linked to our health in somewhat so it's like yeah I don't think people um, quite appreciate I guess sometimes yeah. how deep body image goes and how many different oh, areas absolutely yeah and I think um yeah so one of the other biggest misconceptions uh when it comes to nutrition for me is just that I mean, and we hear this sometimes, but I just want to make it clear that, you know, healthy eating doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time consuming. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be bland. Yeah, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be something that you can't enjoy. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be something that is really black and white. Like there is balance that you can have. And we hear it all the time, you know, have a balanced diet and all that kind of thing. But we do still think about healthy eating as being something that's very, um, yeah, we see it as a certain way and it's not necessarily like good or bad on it is all wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what's really damaging our health at the end of the day is how we're seeing certain things. So exactly. And yes. it's just, we're just surrounded by it so much, which is I guess why it's important mm-hmm. to kind of I guess follow accounts which don't promote that kind of crap. Um because yeah. yeah, especially like we can sit here and be like, 
this is it. But when someone surrounds themselves with such toxic things, social media accounts and stuff like that, it's just so hard to escape, which is I guess we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I guess how, in your opinion, from a dietitian and someone who's, you know, promoting health at every size, um, how do you think, I guess, those misconceptions about food affects, I guess, our body image and how we see ourselves? Um, yeah, well, a big part of my, the way I kind of practice and preach now, I guess, is that it just forces us to live these lives where we're constantly in a mode of, you know, guilt and shame and self-punishment and, um, and those all have a really detrimental effect on our health and they just take all of our focus and our energy away as well. And I see that especially in women that is just such a huge focus in our lives that we're so focused on body image that we're missing out on all these other great things and, you know, how great our bodies actually are and what they allow us to do and what we can really experience in this life. And I just feel like that's such a shame. And like, you know, we should be living these lives where we're nourishing ourselves, not just with food, but with, you know, the energy that we deserve with the, you know, getting out and enjoying things, not having to feel that shame and guilt and and just being able to enjoy a plate of food without feeling, um, you know, guilty about it after or whatever. Like there's so much that we're missing out on by focusing on the punishment and we're living these lives of punishment, not nourishment. And I'm just like all about that message because I, I think we need to shift to more of a nourishment focus. And if we really are looking at nourishing ourselves um body mind and soul then we really need to be looking at it more holistically and not just these have these blinders on for looking uh, you know having a certain weight because that might be like 0.1 percent of what it you know is actually important in your life so yeah. yeah and I guess when I think of stuff like that I think of just so many experiences I had especially when I was a teenager of not mm-hmm. going out not going in oh, the pool, going to the beach and it's like now it's like obviously I'm still young I still have opportunities to do stuff but it's like if I was to if I had have continued living that way I did when I was a teenager like how much of my life was I going to miss out on it's like I've already missed out on this anything else I think you kind of have to have this like breaking point or this epiphany (laughs) kind of thing where you're just like I don't want to keep going like this like I don't want to keep going around in circles and dealing with this bullshit for the rest of my life and that was part of the reason that I decided to leave my job um, in private practice in the middle of the pandemic, of course, in 2020, I just decided to start my own business because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is not, this isn't right. Like <laughs> I'm seeing women in their late nineties who are still going, give me a diet and you lose weight. And I'm going, this is not how I want to live. And this is not how I want to support clients. I don't want to keep going. Oh, okay. I can give you a plan. Let's, you know, oh, okay. Let's hear some strategies to help you lose that little bit of weight. Like that should not be the focus. The focus really is on, you know, let's see what we need to deal with under the surface. That's really making you feel that way because you, that doesn't, make you healthy and it doesn't it's not going to necessarily make you happy so what's really going on yeah it's like cool this is what your body image this is what you think your body needs to look like and what your life needs to revolve around but then there's this iceberg just full of experiences and yeah it's really crazy and I think you really want to live your whole life yeah dealing with all that crap it's painful it hurts (laughs) it just zaps up so much of your energy and so sucking I just I hope I guess what we're doing and I guess the platforms we're trying to create hopefully people can kind of 
see that this is the life you don't have to be living more I guess before they kind of reach that breaking point of like I can't I literally can't do it anymore so fingers crossed that's what we're trying to do I mean sometimes you need that big moment of I need to do something big and I need to do something drastic about this because otherwise you just kind of go oh okay I'll just I'll just you get do that for a little bit oh it didn't work for a month okay I'll go back to my dieting because like you need to have this real deep commitment to yourself to to really healing your relationship with your body and with food and just knowing that that's not you know the way that you've been doing things so far is not working for you you need to do something drastically different otherwise things are not going to change like you have to have that really deep inner knowing and if you don't then you're probably going to fall back into that cycle and a lot of people like 95% of women that you know I've chatted to are not quite ready yet but when you are and you do decide that you've had enough and you put up with it like you know they're the kind of women that I'm here to work with because I'm like let's do this I'm ready let's go (laughs) and it's that thing you don't like we can change lives exactly we can but you need to do you need to be on board we can give you all the tools all the words of advice but if you're not ready it's just going to be just like you're the one who has to walk that path I can't do it for you I can walk beside you but I can't walk it for you so you have to be the one who's really motivated to change and who's willing to put the work in at the end of the day as well and the energy into it because if it's something that's really important to you, then more than happy to help you with it. But if it's if it's just something that's like another fad, like let's just try this, then it's not going to work because you need that. It's 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 funny because when I work with my mentor, she almost says it's it's almost like a marriage. Like you have to put yeah. that, you have to make that commitment to to yeah. changing and to to living, you know, to to doing things differently. And if you're not going to be committed to it, that it's just like a bit of an affair. Like you're just going to go back. Like. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and yeah. I guess that's where women, I'm just to speak on general terms here, but I feel like women kind of undercharge under like and oh, absolutely <laughs> worth where it's like, oh, I know mm-hmm. I can change lives. I know that if people are on board mm-hmm. and ready for this, let's do it. But yeah. then when you've got those, I guess speaking business terms now, when you've got those people kind yeah. of half ass it and kind of question. You, the cost maybe or the what you're doing it's like it's so common for us to just take that and be like oh well I'm the problem I've got to change this but it's like no it's not at all yeah and it, and yeah the, I find that the more that you're willing to invest in something and whether that is money or whether it's the amount of time that you spend on it um you're going to be more invested in it like if you're going to see a professional and they're bulk billing you, you're probably not going to be as invested as if you were going to a professional and paying like, you know, $500 for half an hour or whatever it is. And you're sitting there going, okay, got to, got to make sure I write down everything they say, everything they say, they're obviously going to give you the best of us. Like you're just going to be more invested when you actually commit more to it. Um, but yeah, the, the other side of that is obviously, yeah, we, we have such a problem with our worth and yeah. charging our worth as well. So that is part of the problem too, um, because we're not seeing ourselves as being worthy of, of actually um, providing that value and asking for the same in return. Like you have to, it's an energetic investment at the end of the day. Like you have, we're, we're scared to ask for as much as we're putting in back. 
from other people because we don't believe we deserve it, but we do. So yes, amen. <laughs> start realizing that. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, just charge your work. <laughs> business or anything. Boundaries and standards that. too. Yeah. Like it, it goes across your whole entire life. Like if you're yeah. scared to do that, then what else are you scared to put boundaries and standards around? Like in your relationships, you know, with how you're treated by other people. Like it's it goes a lot deeper than that. So it's it's yeah. worth exploring. <laughs> Excellent. No, hundred percent could not agree more. All right. So I did want to finish on this because I feel like, I guess, from what I've seen of your content as well, that I guess the restrict binge cycle, binge eating is quite um, a focus on you and your um, uh, mentorship that you do. So could you just give a little bit of an introduction? I guess I know we could talk about this for ages, (laughs) but just your experience and especially that from a dietitian's perspective. Um, So, yeah, so binge eating is something it's it's a whole bigger issue again there's always it's always a more holistic approach that's needed with it but um at the end of the day like like I was chatting about like when I was working at Weight Watchers um I was seeing a lot of women coming in and yeah just going oh you know I I was really good last week and I stuck to my coins last week and then this week I just fell off the wagon and I had this piece of cake and it went over the you know points and then I just ate the whole thing because I felt like that was a write-off and I don't know I just I just kept seeing people going around and around in circles and I almost feel like that binge eating is I mean we don't we definitely know that the binge eating is actually a result of the restricting in the first place so you won't actually experience binge eating full stop if you don't restrict <laughs> which we I, mean, do that. <laughs> I had no idea at the, you know I, I wouldn't have known that if someone told me that five years ago I'd have been like oh yeah no it makes sense but I never really thought about it that way um and we're just, just stuck in this cycle yeah, yeah we're stuck going around this wheel and yeah we need to get out of it and and the way to do that is to look at okay, so if restricting isn't the answer, and it sounds really scary, a lot of people find it really, really intimidating to go, okay, so I'm not going to be restricting what I'm eating. Am I not just going to be out of control around food? Like, how does that even work? Which is what, you know, I like to help people with feeling safe in that process, because that can be really scary if you're not really, if it's something you haven't done before, like anything else you haven't tried before, it's probably going to be new and uncomfortable. And you'll have to find what works for you because everybody's different, but you don't have to do that in a way that you're going to feel totally out of control and you're not supported. Like that's part of yeah. why I you know offer that in my mentorship because I believe that it's it's great to have that support when you're going through that process yeah. um rather than just trying to do it alone because a lot of people will try and do it alone and, and then fall back and have another bitch yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and yeah so I mean when I um think about binge eating I think about it as I mean there's there's a whole spectrum when it comes to binge eating and emotional eating and when you actually look at it it's it's yeah there's binge eating and there's emotional eating and then there's like you know, where occasions where we overeat sometimes, which are not technically classified as either. And it's quite normal. And, um, even serving sizes for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we just eat a little bit more than, you know, we feel comfortable eating and, and we get on with our day. Like it's not such a big issue, but when it becomes something that, um, you're eating, a large amount and you're, it's kind of almost a numbing feeling like you're just eating and you don't even realize you're doing it almost you do it you're like, you're, like you're, yeah yeah you don't even kind of realize and it's just and you're eating it quickly and sometimes you're not even hungry like to begin with you're just it's not a physical hunger that you're trying to placate it's more something else that's going on um 
and often you'll eat to the point where you're uncomfortable. And that's one of the main things as well as, um, you know, sometimes, like we said, you can eat to the point where you're uncomfortable and, you know, shit happens. But this is something where you're doing it to, to deal with something deeper and it's happening quite often and you feel that shame and guilt that follows um, in a more intense way and you feel like you've kind of snapped out of that trance and you realise what you've done and you go, oh, my God, what have I done? How- Where did that last <laughs> half hour or so go? <laughs> yeah. Where did the pack of Oreos go? I only <laughs> just opened it. I didn't yeah. even realise I'd eaten the whole pack and it's gone. Like, you know, there's, yeah, and and I have to admit I definitely had an issue with binge eating. Um, earlier on in my life um and it's been a it was a real struggle to kind of deal with that and to realize that your worth is not tied to a binge either like you don't have to feel like a horrible person because you've had a binge it's not that's not how the world like it's not how work works yeah <laughs> but I can feel that way yeah so yeah um yeah and and I think we have to really ask ourselves what are we trying like what's really going on? Like, why are we actually doing it in the first place? And a lot of the time we don't think about that. We just think like, I shouldn't have done it, but okay. But, but why did it happen in the first place? Like, are we avoiding something? Are we, you know, trying to think, yeah. Yeah. Are Are we procrastinating? Are we avoiding something? Are we just, is that a coping mechanism for something that's really emotional for us? And whether that is something more negative or whether it is even if it's something really positive that's happened in your life it's really happy like you're feeling really good and you binge like that is still a valid binge as well like it's still a form of emotion that can feel really strong and that can be how you've learned to deal with it but do you have any other coping strategies for when these strong emotions pop up um it's called yeah I was just chatting to a psychologist recently we we're talking about emotional regulation we were saying like how do you actually regulate your emotions? Like what do you actually physically do when you're having a strong emotion and you're not sure how to deal with it? And I think it's something that we don't really talk about much because strong emotions happen. Yeah. And we think that we, we deal with it because we've binged and it's like us and yeah. the food, but it's like, no, there's so much more to it. And now, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But if we actually know about some of those other ways yeah. of coping, we're more aware of them and bring them to the forefront of our minds. And maybe when we do feel them next time we might not be tempted to binge or maybe we'll you know have something up up our belt and try that first or you know you teach yourself how to and you can have the support to teach you how to kind of get out of that binge eating um but yeah the main thing with binge eating is that it comes from restrictions so it's it's about looking at that and then it's about looking at whether there's some sort of emotion um that we're trying to cope with or something else it might you know you might actually be physically hungry and you've deprived yourself yeah and you're going for the food or it might be something you're trying to deal with in your life that you just are really struggling with or you're struggling at the time you know there's so many other reasons <laughs> there's so many reasons but um I love about yeah, valid, yes, yeah. like um more one-on-one I guess coaching with people instead of this yeah. kind of, let's coach everyone because it's like there's so much more to body image there's not just yeah. I see myself it's like we've got these deeply um ingrained thoughts behaviors emotions we haven't regulated um well mm. that all kind of paint this picture that's why like you've said holistic is the way to kind of approach this yes and it's more complicated than we realize yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why it's important to get help from someone who actually um you know, has that experience helping other people and has the qualifications and things because otherwise, you know, 
could just be someone kind of leading you on to another diet path without you even realizing. Yeah. I know <laughs> a lot of the time it is. Yeah, <laughs> and cool. that's the thing I just like camouflage this diet oh, in this new way of living. And it's like, oh, we need to put our like camouflage oh. glasses on so we can just see past that shit. And especially like, yeah, I, I was thinking, um, I think you put a question about fad diets or something and I was and I was thinking about it and I was going you know since I became a dietitian I can think of all the different fad diets that have, that have happened and it's just like health isn't something that you just try on for size every now and again like you know you, I know that healthy eating sounds boring to people because it's not you know we, we said at uni that it's not sexy enough yes. <laughs> for people to actually be enticed to actually do it um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, do you want something that's going to be fleeting and, you know, only lasts for, for a couple of months or maybe a couple of years or whatever, and then just not work for you anymore? Or do you actually want something that's going to work? Because, you know, there's always going to be the, the no sugar diets and the coconut oil and the, you know, low carb and the low fat and, this, that and the other. there's always going to be something new and, and shiny, but we don't need to be sucked into that because we know what works <laughs> deep down yeah. we all know what we need to do um but it's about that other stuff that's going on around food that we need to work on a little bit within ourselves so we can have that healthy relationship with food in our bodies 100 percent. no couldn't have said that better myself <laughs> i love that um for my listeners um where can they find you um if they are interested in the service that you offer as well um, yes, so you can go to my Instagram page or my Facebook page. It's just Laura York Dietitian um, or I am Laura York. You can have a look at that. Um, but, yeah, contacting me through my social media outlets is definitely where I am at at the moment. I don't have a website. Um, I just focus on keeping it simple, getting people, if you're really interested, come and have a chat to me. I'm not scary. I'm not going to send you an automatic um, message responses or anything like that. It's just me. <laughs> um, and I'm a real person and I'm really here to just offer those women who are really ready to make these changes, these big, meaningful changes in their lives and to really just start feeling really great in their bodies again and start really just being able to experience eating without the guilt and the shame and all that um in a more enjoyable way just there is that option there you just have to be kind of brave <laughs> and take brave. that first step and yeah. more than happy to have a chat with you about it if you just send me a um a dm beautiful yeah. thank you i love the authenticity of that that's excellent um yeah. and i will be um, your details in the description and also i will put resources um for the butterfly foundation um and other mental health services if you might have been triggered by something we've talked about today um but yeah thank you so much for jumping thank on you. it's really great to have an insight from a very qualified um dietitian um in terms of a lot of the crap we do see in the industry at the moment so i'm sure mm-hmm. my listeners will get a lot out of this so thank you so much for jumping on i hope you have thank a great you. day thank you for having me it's been wonderful and i think there's just so much we can talk about when it comes to um all this kind of stuff but it's it's great to just be get, able to give people a bit of an insight into um the complexity of it and and where they can get support when they need it so yeah, I was going to say, every time we talked about a new topic, I was like, oh, my God, I could just talk about that forever. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, ah, where it's do really I start? Really. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Love it. Thank you. Thanks.